0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were
1: too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the sex wrap
0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the sex wrap our extra spooky Halloween episode. How are you today spring? Mm-hmm. Is this the orgasm episode? What oh, sorry, happen?
1: that was that was my ghost answering. Um, I'm fine. Can you not speak ghost language?
0: Uh no, I've never ghosted anybody, so I am <laughs> ghost free. Well,
1: I've been ghosted a lot, so I'm an expert at speaking <laughs> oh, ghost. <laughs> this
0: episode is getting so sad already. So, happy Halloween, everybody. Um, I just <laughs> had a crazy experience. Um, as as you all know, I'm not supposed to talk about my trips to Orlando, but I went to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party and i dressed up as the queen of hearts it was fantastic Ooh. i just put on my normal clothes and a little crown and some ridiculous jewelry and uh it was fun uh maybe we'll post some pictures and then i went to halloween horror nights and got the crap scared out of me going through haunted houses and people kept jumping out uh, it was super fun um but overall for me halloween is not one of my favorite holidays because i sort of dress up all the all the time anyway I wear what i want crazy colors all kinds of crazy accessories like I mean, maybe every day is Halloween. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think we are super lucky that we work in environments that allow us to fully express ourselves. I mean, I wear crazy clothes a lot. I have pink hair. I feel very hashtag blessed that I can uh, express myself fully every day. But yeah, I feel like Halloween isn't quite that exciting when you get to fully express yourself all the time. (laughs)
0: I'm going to have pink hair for work on Halloween day. Like I'm going to come into the office. uh, I have this really, really cool wax stuff uh, that I forget the name of the brand, but you just like put it in your hair and it changes the color for a little while. And then when you wash it out, instead of your hair feeling like straw, like I I know all that cheap Halloween spray dye, like you put it in your hair and then your hair feels like garbage. Um, It actually feels like super conditioned and nice. We should get some sponsorships. Okay, Universal (laughs) Studios or Disney or the weird hair stuff that I can't remember its name. If you want to sponsor our show, um, please do because we'll talk about how great you are.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, do you have any more Halloween costumes planned for the rest of the week?
0: For the rest of the week? uh, I have like a crystal like necktie that I have to figure out what to put with. It's not really a Halloween costume, but...
1: um, (laughs)
0: I don't know. Mm. What about you? Anything for you?
1: Um, I don't know what I'm wearing any of my Halloween days yet. I just know I'll find some weird stuff in my closet and put it all together and wear it. And it'll pretty much just look a norm- like a normal day, but a, l- a little extreme.
0: <laughs> a, little ex- a little extreme normal day. I mean, that sounds like the perfect <laughs> Halloween anyway. Um, I do think that we need to put a couple warnings out there. Uh, this should be common sense. There are things that you should not do. On Halloween, and we could go through a giant list, but like, don't wear blackface. Don't dress as like with a sombrero and maracas and run around pretending you're uh, of Mexican descent. I mean, just. Be respectful of yourself and of the people around you.
1: Yeah. Anything from someone else's culture is um, pretty much off limits. Um, If you want to dress as a sexy version of anything, we fully support that. We are not in the business of saying you don't uh, get to do sexy versions of things. We want you to dress how you want to dress. You don't have to be sexy for Halloween, but if you want to be, do it.
0: Have fun. I mean, the thing that I do like about Halloween is that people get to break out of their shells and really go and and play. Like uh, you get to experiment and have fun and wear things that you wouldn't normally wear. What I would encourage you, though, is to start wearing some of those things on a day to day basis and express yourself every day. I don't know. All right. Um, so today, our very spooky question, our Halloween question, has nothing to do with Halloween Ooh. at all. Um, I mean, it, it it is like, does it exist or not? Like, do ghosts exist? Do vampires exist? Does the G spot exist?
1: Oh, nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so we've had this question pop up several times asking about the G spot. Um, some of them come have come from uh, our male lesson listeners. Some have come from female listeners. Um, and I, I think it's a really interesting and fun question for us to talk about from a bunch of different perspectives. So uh, the, the really quick answer is communicate. Oh, it's not communication. The really quick answer today uh, <laughs> is we aren't exactly sure. And depending on where we look, we get conflicting answers.
1: Yeah. And I mean... We have so much evidence from women and from women's partners talking about the experiences of the G-spot that that is kind of our confirmation that it exists, except then when we think about kind of more traditional measures of actually locating it and providing more physical evidence that it exists, we haven't been able to do that yet. So there's this kind of, um, our answer is... Yes
0: <laughs> uh, or no depending on on, on where you're looking uh, on where you're looking and I think that's what we should probably talk what is the G spot right so people talk about it a lot um it it was first coined in the 1940s so people have been talking about it for a long time and it was Dr. Ernst Graffenberg uh, who came up with the terminology right but what is it well, let's actually just say
1: that graffenberg is the graffenberg spot which is called the g spot because nobody wants to say that name every time because sorry dr graffenberg that doesn't sound super sexy
0: <laughs> right you need a sexier name for a costume like the <laughs> graffenberg i don't know okay so so what I- what is it
1: so the g spot is what a lot of people talk about as this um way that they can have these really intense orgasms. So people are always saying, you know, where's the G-spot? How can I find the G-spot? How can I have these very intense orgasms um, that are different than the clitoral orgasms? So when we're talking about the G-spot, we're talking about this spot inside the body that's about a third of the way up the vaginal, front of the vaginal wall. And right. we would say um, that we approximately that's where it is because we again we don't have this physical evidence that of exactly where it exists
0: and it's on the upper side of the vagina so like close to the belly button um and one to two inches on like the upper front wall of the of the vagina is where most women say they have this pleasurable spot um so that's four to five centimeters for our uh not our metric non-americans non-americans sorry
1: <laughs> everyone else in the world that uses this system that makes sense yeah okay <laughs> uh,
0: but another way to think about it is it's one to two knuckles <laughs> yes uh no so uh so it, it's a spot that many uh women and trans men uh will say that if it's stimulated along with other stuff going on it can be intensely pleasurable um for some people it doesn't feel like anything unless they're already really turned on as well so sometimes uh finding it is not as simple as just like reaching around and trying to look for it. But there needs to be a lot of other kind of sensory stuff going on for people to say that it feels better. So most of the time, um, it's one to two inches on the inner upper wall of the vagina. yeah, so that's, I mean, that's where it is supposed to be. Um, can I talk about science for just a minute? The most recent big study, it's kind of gruesome, and it's perfect yeah, for Halloween.
1: Perfect for, perfect uh, for this episode. Go for it. <laughs>
0: so uh, there were a group of scientists who were trying to say, like, okay, all of these women are saying, yes, this is here. Let's actually find it and look for it. So what they did is they took 13 cadavers, like... People who have died and looked at their bodies, and they cut open the vagina, and they they were looking for you know a cluster of cells or a bean or a button or like some kind of uh, some kind of gland that would be there. And across all thirteen of the cadavers that they looked at, um, this is before they rise up and become zombies, right? They're just dead bodies still. Uh, <laughs> they weren't able to find anything, right? So, it, and it's a small study. It's only thirteen. It's also an unlucky number, like. 13. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's
1: pretty hilarious. <laughs> but,
0: but they weren't able to find anything. Um, and science over the last, you know, like, almost 100 years, uh, whenever people go looking for the G spot scientifically, they typically come up with the well, we can't find anything. There's nothing visual. There's not a cluster of cells. The vaginal wall doesn't look different. The density of the vaginal wall isn't different. So, I mean, this is why at the beginning when Spring said, yes, women absolutely 100% will say that there is something there. And then on the other side, science is saying, oh, we're having a really hard time identifying an actual biological structure.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think so that really just points to um, finding new ways to measure and observe things as well. So we know that it often takes a long time for science to catch up or like find specific uh, ways to validate things. So just because we haven't been able to find the way to actually find and measure that yet, doesn't mean that it definitely doesn't exist. Because I think, you know, with the abundance of uh, stories from people, I think that's like I mean, I guess you could make that argument for basically anything in the world, though.
0: (laughs) But but, I I mean, right. So science questionable uh, when we're talking about anatomy and physiology science. When we actually start talking to groups of women and getting their responses is a whole separate kettle of fish, cauldron of fish. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. Okay, but um, (laughs) we need to take a short break. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We were just talking about kettles of fish, cauldrons of fish, and vaginas, (laughs) and corpses. This is the most Halloween-y episode we've ever done. Okay, so we were just saying that uh, science is having a hard time finding it. I I think because science is looking for a specific structure, um, when we're talking to women overall, they're saying, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's something there. Not all women, but many women. Um, And I think that we should talk about that for just a few minutes. Like, what can you do to find it? What kind of positions can help find it? What kind of motions can help find it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I think that um, when we I mean, I I would like actually to talk about first, you know, what what we kind of do think it could be, because we do have some theories about, you know, what this um, if we can't actually find it with the measurements that we are currently using, like what what are the theories about what it actually is. And so generally we think that the tissue that would develop into the prostate gland for men, if a body was um, bathed in testosterone in the womb and was becoming a um, XY genetic uh, species, a form of our species, (laughs) that this tissue would be uh, turning into what the prostate gland is. So
0: sometimes people actually call the G spot the female prostate, right? So they think that it might be just some of those cells left over um, that would, I mean, if we look overall anatomically, it would make sense for them to be attached in that area as well. So, I mean, there, there's some pretty good in like pretty good guessing inference there.
1: And I mean, I think that also makes a lot of sense because then it makes sense why some, in some women, it would be stronger than others and why some women wouldn't be able to access it at all. So it's kind of like, you know, how, how much of those, of that structure actually developed or didn't develop in the womb?
0: I mean, another uh, another guess that we have is that it could be enhancing clitoral stimulation. So uh, we, we, right. we've talked about the clitoris before where often people think it's just that little piece on the outside, but it actually surrounds the entrance of the vagina. There are roots of it that attach it deeply inside the pelvis. Um, so it may just be sort of rubbing the backside of it as well. So maybe it's another way that we're getting clitoral stimulation. Mm -hmm.
1: And I mean, that's what we talk about a lot when we're talking about um, how to have orgasms. We're talking about, you know, most of the um, every type of orgasm is actually a clitoral orgasm. We just don't realize that it's actually stimulating, you know, a deeper part of the clitoris.
0: I mean, and there are some other uh, educated guesses that people have made about what it is, where it is. Um. And why it might be there, Uh, leftover cells, uh, stimulation of the clitoris, stimulation of the urethra could be part of it as well. Um, But let's talk now about how to find it and how you might know that it's there.
1: Okay. So... When we're talking about trying to reach the G spot, if we're trying to reach it either um, with a vibrator or with um, fingers. So we're looking for that. If someone, if a woman's lying on her back, it would be the top. So like um, on her belly. So Andrew said it's like below the belly button. And I kind of said a third of the way up the vaginal wall. So on the top part of the body. So if we're trying to reach that by a vibrator, our hands, we would be aiming toward the belly. So as we come in and then aiming up and with fingers, we would actually then kind of bend the fingers and kind of, we say that come hither motion, (laughs) Like, (laughs) like you're waving someone toward you with two fingers, um, is the way that we kind of recommend trying to find that, uh, area that we think the g-spot exists
0: <laughs> uh so uh as you explore or you have someone else explore that area they can rub uh back and forth up and down circles poke um, every woman is different in the kind of stimulation that she'll appreciate for the g-spot um but most of the time uh you'll have uh feelings of pleasure or you'll feel like you really have to pee um so i mean right so two kind of conflicting uh responses but if all of a sudden there's like urgency to urinate or to pee or suddenly there's spikes in pleasure you probably found it um but for some women no matter how much they search or how much they try to find it or their partners try to find it for them Uh, there's nothing to be found, right? So this is one of those times where every woman is different, every woman's individual, and it's going to take time and work and communication with your partner or self-exploration to see what's really going on.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, it's always about that. It's always about exploring, finding out what feels good in your body, what doesn't feel good. And also, obviously, communication, talking to your partner, giving them feedback. So if you're looking for it together, you are actually communicating and saying, like, oh, yes, I feel something, or oh, that feels good, so that we have. The opportunity to maybe actually find it. Yay.
0: So it may not be a ghost. Um, it may be oh, <laughs> I mean so once again, I I just want to read it. Science says it may or may not be there in terms of an actual like organ or something like that, but women overwhelmingly, once they find it, say, Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, <laughs> it's there. I, I'm not going
0: to fake an orgasm um on on the show today, a different day.
1: Well, I think you know that that it's really interesting that even when you read the journal articles about trying to find the G spot, they never actually say, so no, it doesn't exist. They actually say, nope, we didn't find it yet, because that's how overwhelming the evidence is from women and from partners of women. So I just kind of want to highlight that, that, you know, there is um, it's not like science is saying, nope, it's not there. And women are saying, yes, it is. It's actually science is saying we haven't found it yet.
0: Yeah, so we're still looking, um, and we want you to look too. If you're interested in looking for <laughs> it, you now know where it may, may or may not be. Um, there are some sexual positions that offer, offer better uh, stimulation of the G spot as well. Um, there's lots of women who really like doggy style uh, when they're like. I, I, should we describe what doggy? You can look up what doggy style is. When but- you're-
1: when, when a woman is on her hands and knees, and her male partner is behind her, or her female partner with um, a some type of um toy, toy is behind
0: yeah. her yeah uh offers greater stimulation pretty much any sort of penetration that sort uh, pushes directly into that front wall is more likely to cause uh stimulation of the g-spot area um, and there's a lot of women who have their best orgasms if there's clitoral stimulation at the same time as g-spot stimulation um but uh doggy style is one of the best ways to get direct access, whether it's with a strap on or a toy uh, or a partner's penis. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that we need to say about the G-Spot? We hope you find yours. We hope you enjoy looking for it. I do just
1: want to say. Look for it. Look for it again. Look for other forms of evidence, you know, just like any um, thing that we think exists. You know, you just keep looking. You just keep your eyes and ears and fingers and toys out and (laughs) see what you can find.
0: Yeah. So good luck, everybody. We hope you enjoy your Halloween. Um, Maybe the trick or treat could be the (laughs) G-spot.
1: Ha ha. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for listening today. The tip for me is have fun. Enjoy your body. Look for it. Look, play with your partner. Play. I mean, just 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 have some fun. It's Halloween. Go out there. And that's it. Any any special tips from you, Spring?
1: Yeah, my tip is. Uh, dare to uh, keep expressing yourself a little more even after Halloween's over.
0: Oh, that's lovely. I will. All right. So if you have any questions you want, any follow up about this show, this episode, um, or any other questions about love, sex, relationships, pleasure, you name it, uh, let us know. Uh, you can reach us via our email. We're the sex at gmail.com. Um, that's wrap with a W. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're at the sex wrap and you can call us. We're at 413. I wrap it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one.
1: Just wrap us.